Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, and today we are going to be talking about how to deal with failure or things not working out with Stephanie McClarty. And she is a business coach, and she is also the CEO and founder of Reficient. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Amanda. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this topic because literally we are all dealing with failure. 2020 as a year has been a year of like complete failure for pretty much everyone. Like I don't know anyone that has not failed in some area of their life in 2020. For sure. It's been a year of unexpected change and dealing with things not working out when we first started our planning back in January. Yeah. I think everyone was super excited in January, like 2020. I love the name of it. Like, it just sounds like such a like great year for everyone to like excel and meet their goals. And like, if I could go back to the post from 20, from like January, I think we'd probably all be laughing because it turned out so differently than we expected. So absolutely. And, And same here. But with every challenge, there's always an opportunity to learn and to grow. And sometimes that means changing, but I'm sure we'll talk about that today. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing I want to ask you is how you got started in your businesses and working from home and all of those things. So if I back up, when I finished my undergrad degree, I wanted to travel and see the world. So I ended up in Thailand for six months with international organization. Then I went to India for a year. And then I started my master's in Europe. And because I was broke from having traveled so much and I worked, but I just basically made enough to live, I decided to come home and work in between my semesters. And the job that I got was at a major telecommunications company on an asset recovery project. I didn't know what asset recovery meant. But essentially, I drove around a company van wearing steel-toed boots, and I went out to the old network sites and physically pulled out the old equipment and figured out what to do with it. And I could see that even though it wasn't their priority as a company, that there were other smaller companies that wanted this equipment. So I did go back to school and finish, but I started consulting, and then I launched Reficient as a technology-based solution to help companies to match who has what, who needs what, and keep this product in use. So I've done that for 10 years now. And when I became a mom, everything changed. As it always does. (laughs) As it always does. And I suppose if anything didn't change, it was, I loved being an entrepreneur. And being an entrepreneur gave me control of my time. I didn't have a mat leave, but I had a more integrated approach where I took my daughter to work sometimes. Uh, I worked from home. I basically created a schedule that worked for me and my family and that still met the business needs. And I also saw, I had so many friends that dreaded going back to their old jobs once they had a family. And so they would turn to me and ask me questions about how to start a business. What do I do? And I realized over time that this is a common problem. So I put together Wealth of Family, which is resources and a community 
for moms to start a business they love and that fits with their life and they don't have to do it on their own. That's awesome. I love that. You've basically taken your story and helped what you've learned and, you know, helped other moms. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And for a long time, I was wondering, I knew I was going to do something else. I just wasn't sure what, and then this became a common theme in my life. And then the pandemic hit and that has changed everything too. So there's even more moms, more families that are really looking for what do I do now? What's thriving now? How do I get beyond this? Yeah. Yeah. I think in a couple years, we're going to see such a change in our ecosystem of work and schooling. And I mean, just it's just going to be so different than it is at the beginning of 2020. I agree. We are not going back to the way things were. There will be, a, as they say, a new normal out of this. And hopefully we can take the principles that really work for us and allow us to work better and have more work-life balance and, and use that going forward. That's my hope. Yeah, I hope so too, for sure. So let's go ahead and talk about failure. So I know <laughs> failure, things not working out, all of those things. What is your take on it and how can we not be devastated? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you the story about my biggest failure and because that's when I really confronted failure the most in my life. And that was about three years into my business, Refficient. We had grown very fast. We had uh, reached a million in sales by that point. And I lost control. And a number of factors happened. Our bookkeeper got sick and I hired someone to replace her. And bottom line was I lost control of the company. And I just don't think I knew enough to about financial management at the time. And so I was facing, once we figured out where we were at, a $100,000 loss that I was not expecting. And eventually our cash crunch uh, caught up with us. We ran out of money. I took myself off payroll and we were fighting for survival. And so it was those moments of, wow, things are definitely not working out as I planned. Where do I go from here? And there were a few things that I learned out of it. Uh, one was to get help, to get support. So to use your community to get a coach, get a friend um, that you can really share openly with because emotionally, it was so challenging. And I had my business coach and my best friend, I had two people that I shared exactly what I was going through. And I really needed that to process those emotions. So I would say, first of all, to anyone out there that's really struggling is to take care of your mental health and get support, get your community, your coaches, your friends to help you and ask for help. Sometimes as moms, we think we can do it all and we are so good at doing so much. Yeah. But we also need help too. A hundred percent. I know um, I rely heavily on my husband, who is my best friend and my counselor for mental health and <laughs> like just mm -hmm. getting through everything. I just had a counseling session this morning and like, I literally don't know what I would do if I didn't have those things. So um, I know 
And I, I just started it a year ago. So my mental health has improved so much. And good for you. Good for you for getting that help and also talking about it, because I think it's those types of things that we don't often share openly about. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through a tough time, it is even more important that we access those supports. Yeah. So that was the first thing. The next thing that I did, and I really didn't want to do it, but I pushed myself to do it, was to get to the bottom of where we were at. And specifically, this meant financially. So how much money had we lost? How much money did we have coming in? What were my expenses over the next you know, 15 days or 30 days? And what was really interesting is that I feared looking at my bank account, especially during that period. And once I actually just saw the facts, like here's what the reality is, it was like a lightness to it that I was making the numbers mean that I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough, but really they were just numbers. And I could also see certain patterns too, like, you know, we should stop doing that because it doesn't make us any money. Or there's a bright spot over here. There's something that's working really well. Let's do more of that. And getting to the bottom of my numbers and the situation just really gave me space to create a plan forward. That's awesome. So I would recommend to anyone to, even if it scares you, and chances are like there could be a connection with a money block, do it anyway and really understand where it is that you're at because it will also be the access to something new. Yeah. And I think I know for myself when I come up against something like that, there's a big problem and I know that I have to like really, and even not even a big problem, but I think about like doing my taxes and I feel like that is a good example of exactly what you're saying. Like you have to like get it all done. You have to make sure that you're reconciling and all of those things. And it's scary and it's time consuming, but it really gives you an idea of the big picture at the end. So the question that I have for you is what did you do to overcome the fear of like actually doing it? I pushed myself to do it anyways. So I took a deep breath and I procrastinated for sure. I would say, okay, in 10 minutes, I'm going to do this one thing (laughs) or in an hour but I made sure that I did it. And what I would also suggest to anyone else is to get an accountability partner. Often we have a sense of what we need to do, but we're just scared to do it. Having an accountability partner where you can check in with and say, yes, I did this. It helps to get over that hump. The other thing that I really reinforced to myself that I'd learned prior to this, but I really didn't fundamentally get until this experience was to fail at something does not mean that you're a failure. So to fail does not equal failure and taking it personally and making it mean you're not good enough and all of that stuff that we take on that we don't have to. To fail at something or to have something not just work out, essentially just a verb It's something that is an action that occurs or that we do, but it doesn't have to be the weight of all that personal stuff that we take on. So I would like literally write down affirmations in my notebook and refer back to them 
when I was getting to that place of, I don't want to do this, but I know that I need to. And so one that really gets me is just fail does not equal failure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. That's good. And that's a really great tool too, for people to use. And Mm -hmm. I love that you differentiated between um, the adjective and the verb. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that leads me into the next thing. It gave me the space to ask myself the question, what's the worst thing that can happen? I didn't want to go there for weeks, if not months, and really confront what is the worst thing that can happen. But eventually I did. And when I asked myself, what is the worst thing that can happen out of this situation? As we had no money, I'd taken myself off payroll. I'd put all of my own personal money into the business. I was carrying a balance on my credit card for the first time in my life. Um, And I was so ashamed about that. What is the worst thing that can happen here? And I realized the worst thing that would happen is I would close down the business. And if I needed to, I could always sell my condo, which had appreciated in value quite a bit, and pay off debts, pay off anybody that I owed money to. And I would use my network, which I had built in the early years of that business. I had a really good network. I would simply use my network to get a job. And then I would talk about this experience so that others knew if they're going through something, they're not alone and hopefully how to avoid my mistakes. Yeah. And there is a way out. Like if you just logically think through like that worst case scenario, you know? Yeah, exactly. There is a way out. And the, the interesting thing that happened was when I confronted what's the worst thing that can happen, I I realized it's not that bad, really. It's not that bad. And then all of a sudden, a weight was lifted from my shoulders. It was a real turning point for me because then I could just like go forth and be okay that, yeah, I might have to close the doors, but I will get through this and there will be a new beginning on the other side. Yeah. And I feel like it also gives you like a sense of freedom instead of entrapment. Yes, for sure. Freedom to, to do new things, freedom just to not have to feel all that stress that I know for me, I'd felt for, for weeks Mm -hmm. and some nights I, and I was alone at this point, I was single. I would essentially cry myself to sleep because I was so distraught over the situation. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really recommend people do is, so based on your circumstances, make a plan and chances are, you know, take your plan from before and revise it. And some of these insights that have come out through looking at your numbers and what's working, make the adjustments. And if we take the parallel of 2020, go back to your January plan and look at it, see what works, what doesn't work and adjust it. Maybe there's a little pivot in line. Maybe there is a whole new space like to go after and then execute on that plan and stay open, stay open that there could be another door that opens some new direction for you could be within the existing business. It could be a whole new direction in life. You never know. Yeah. 
I think and that is that describes 2020 for so many people right now. <laughs> for sure. Right. We did not expect the pandemic to happen and for it to happen so quickly and so fundamentally change our businesses. But there could be new opportunities out of this, whether it's on a, a personal level or a business level. I think we've all seen that there's been nuggets of of things that we actually have liked that have come out of this. For me, for example, I would bake every day with my daughter when she was home and she's two. And I just loved that. And when would I give myself the time and the space to bake with her every day? That's awesome. And something really interesting happened when I was going through my experience. So we'd made our plan and, you know, revised our plan and we're executing on it. And seven months after the fateful day when I realized we had a $100,000 loss, we won a new contract and a very big contract. And literally from one day to the next, everything changed. Wow. That's awesome. One day I was like, I'm not sure the business is going to survive really. And the next day, oh, everything's going to be fine because Mm -hmm. this new contract put us on a new footing financially. Fast forward a couple of months and we had paid off our debts and, and it just gave us a whole new direction. And I remember really being blown away by how fast it turned and literally from one day to the next, it was a different story for our business. So stay open. You never know. You could meet one person or get one lead that changes everything. Yeah. I agree. And I think never, never give up that hope and that drive, right? Mm-hmm. At one point I thought about, should I close the business? But on another level, there was, n- there was never a question. I was just going to like keep fighting and we would survive no matter what. Yeah. And that's awesome. Did you have employees at the time? Yeah. Okay. That's another so, layer of <laughs> stress. <laughs> it was. And one of the things I really struggled with was I'm keeping up a front to most of the employees. There was one employee that knew more of the details and the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had to keep up a front that everything was okay, that we would get through this, like always stay positive to our employees, to suppliers. So we owed money to companies And we ended up deciding, well, let's just communicate with them and tell them we're going through a tougher time and Mm -hmm. we won't be able to pay you on time, but here's our plan. We're going to pay you 50%, you know, 15 days late and then the balance within 15 days of that. And I struggled with on the inside, I felt like I was just melting because I was so devastated. And on the outside, I had to keep up that front. And was that authentic? Yeah. Yeah. And I think as long as you have your core people that you can be really open with, that it's okay. Yeah. Well, let's face it. Not every employee needs to know everything. And there is a part of being a CEO that you have to deal with those really difficult things and figure out a way to keep them quiet. You know, like Mm -hmm. there's just a need to know basis. And if they did know, many of them probably would have jumped ship and then you would have been in a worse position. So Mm. I think you were doing the right thing for sure. And you knew that at the time. Yeah. 
the time, I guess it was the only, I just thought it was the only option, just yeah. keep up this positive image and then deal with it behind the scenes. Yeah. So, so wherever you're at for, for your listeners, just know that you're not alone. I think one of the upsides of this pandemic right now is that we know that so many businesses are struggling. So find your people and, and be open and share because you're not alone. You're not going through this alone. This is really common and, and almost across the board that this is happening. Yeah. And if you don't have someone, like she was mentioning, you were mentioning an accountability partner, you know, mm -hmm. go into a Facebook group, even the Determined Mom community and just try to find someone, just reach out. I think I have a post every once in a while that is all about that, like finding someone that you can form a relationship with that is also a business owner that can help you to commiserate and help you through those times. Absolutely. I've seen your post in the Determined Mom group on accountability partners. So yes, use that. And usually there are, there's lots of people that could really benefit from that back and forth. Like it's more than just being accountable. It's also sharing ideas and being a sounding board that I think is really useful as well. Yes. It's a great, I think it's something which will continue on even after you you're going through a, a challenging time if you want it to. Right. Because it's it's really useful to have that. Yeah. And also you mentioned, you know, you had your best friend and then your business coach, which I highly recommend having a business coach. But I also highly recommend having, if your best friend isn't in business, you need to find someone that is because there's no way for a person that goes to work and works for someone else to understand what it's like to actually have your own business. So um, I highly recommend if your best friend is your person, find another person too. <laughs> Absolutely. And ideally, yeah, another person that has either been through what you're going through or as you say, can totally relate. I think sometimes in the, the business coach space, there's people with a lot of experience more on the corporate side, but you're right. They don't necessarily know about the ins and outs of running a small business and when your livelihood is on the line. So make sure that person can help you and can really identify with the challenges of a small business owner. Yeah. Yeah. So these are amazing tips. So we have get support, get to the bottom of where you're at, ask what is the most or the worst thing that can happen make a plan and potentially revise your old plan and make sure you're staying open to whatever comes to you. So those are amazing tips. And I think you're going to help a lot of people <laughs> with this episode, especially as we're going into 2021, which who knows what's going to happen next year. <laughs> yes. Expect the unexpected, I suppose. Yeah, Embrace I think, change. I think we all are going to be really good at like embracing change by the end of like 2021. Like, I think we're just going to be like, yes, change. Woohoo. You know, yeah, change. No big deal. Yeah. We've dealt with the worst. Actually, I somewhat feel that now because we know that there's a big unknown coming up this fall and next year with the yeah. pandemic. We also know that we managed a huge shift around March, where life came to a screeching halt and everything fundamentally changed within such a short period of time. So at least now we have a perspective of, we know things will change, whereas we didn't back then. Right. 
Exactly. I agree. So, well, thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. I deeply appreciate it. And I know the listeners do too. So my last question to you is, well, okay, I have two more questions. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is, what are you currently working on in your business that our audience would be able to benefit from? So we're currently working on a launch of our next course for moms who want to start a business that they love. And the course is called The Relaunch. Awesome. Because it's all about moms relaunching themselves. You know, life has changed. We have families. You know, the world has changed. So like, what's next? Let's start a business that you love and that will thrive in this space of 2020, 2021. We had our our last launch in the spring. Some really cool businesses arise out of it a sustainable redesign service and there's a toy library being worked on some really cool stuff. So I'm really excited that we're going to be relaunching in October for that. And then beyond. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm working on. That was your first question, I think. Yeah. So where can people sign up for the relaunch? So if you go to wealthoffamily.com, so it's wealthoffamily.com, you can sign up there for news updates and, uh, and find out when the next launch will be. So even if you don't get the next launch, then there'll be another one in 2021. And there's also a free resource library there. So there's guides and workbooks and trainings for moms looking to start a business and figuring out what it is they want to do and how to get it off the ground. So make sure you use what's out there. Don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Another piece of advice. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good one. Because everybody starts and they're like, I don't know what to do. Well, follow someone that's already done it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. So the second question is, what is your favorite thing about being able, I know you said like baking, but you're going to have to pick a different one. Um, What is your favorite thing about being home and being able to be with your daughter while you're working? Another thing that I love because we are working from home and and having having our daughter here is we go for a walk every day. She bikes, she's a little um, strider bike. Mm -hmm. And we live in the country and it's so nice to take that space every day to get a bit of exercise and fresh air and have that time with her. That's something special to you that I, I look forward to. And I think it's important to you when you are working from home to get out and not just stay at your desk the whole time, but actually get out. So that's something too, that I just love. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love that too. Like when I feel like stressed out or like having a pent up emotions or frustration or whatever, I'll just go on a lap and then around our neighborhood. And then that's it. I feel better. So true. A little bit of exercise and fresh air does wonders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you can find all of the ways that you can contact Stephanie in the show notes. And you can also visit wealthoffamily.com and you can follow her on Facebook. Definitely reach out. She's also on LinkedIn and she also has a Pinterest page. Yes. And I just want everyone to know too, especially if you are going through a more challenging time, um, if there's something I've said that's resonated, by all means, reach out to me. We're all in this together. We're a community. So if I can help, please reach out. 
Awesome. And you can email her at Stephanie with a PH at wealthoffamily.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being a guest and sharing your wealth of knowledge. My pleasure. Anytime. Awesome. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Google My Business Master Course. This course features six modules and 18 lessons that will walk you through step-by-step how you can master Google My Business and get ranking in your industry for the locations you want in just six to nine weeks. This course is robust and it features step-by-step instruction. You can always access it at tdmmarketingacademy.thinkific.com or you can simply go to thedeterminedmom.com and click on Google My Business Course. As a thank you for being a loyal Determined Mom Show listener, you can save 20% by using the code PODCAST.